Welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told through the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Hear your news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I'm your host, Fred, and that great theme music is by Roger Gregg of Crazy Dog Audio Theater. Um, and today, we are continuing our treats from Ruby 5, exploring the land of Zoots by globetrotting audio adventurer Tom Lopez. We had the opportunity to uh, meet in person. I did see him back in 2007, but I got out to go to his place in Fort Edward, New York, um, this past weekend and spent a lot of time. He is just such an awesome guy. There is so much audio history at his um, at, at the X Commune uh, ZBS HQ out there, and uh, you know just uh, mementos from the days when they're doing the early Jack Flanders series, uh, tapes upon tapes of Tom Lopez's recordings in you know Sumatra, Bali, India, Morocco, um, all up and down the Brazil. Photos of uh, you know the, the translators he has gone with, uh, um, you know honest adventures, uh, stories of of this era of radio and radio drama that um, is is past. It's different now. And, uh, you know, and, and Tom is right there uh, keeping up with how the world has changed. Um, he's actually, I think this past week, he's been recording Ruby 9. Um, so this was Ruby 5 that we've been hearing these past few weeks. But keep track of Tom and this Galactic Gumshoe Ruby. There will be a new one, uh, which is going to be the penultimate and final Ruby, Ruby 9 coming out um, shortly, I think, later this summer. Um, and all that's at zbs.org. Um, we'll, we had a great interview, Tom and I, uh, which will be airing towards the end of this month as we wrap our focus on Ruby 5, talking about life, the universe, and everything. Uh, went on for quite a bit of time. And, uh, you know, <laughs> it's just amazing stuff. Like, you know, Tom, for instance, interviewed uh, Jimi Hendrix, Frank Zappa, Eric Clapton, and others, and he's just awesome. He, he was right there in that era of, um, of, of music that people you know, are, are remember so much today. And out of that, got this great career in radio drama. Um, so there is, of course, Jack Flanders, the globetrotting adventurer, and then Ruby. And Ruby is sort of on a whole different uh, universe uh, doing something different. So, um, yeah. So anyways, we're going to get to the second part of Ruby 5 here in just a moment. First up, uh, we got the next installment of The Cleansed. This is Chapter 6. Chapter 6 starts off with Maria and Luke a little bit further down the trail with John Prophet, and then back to David, who sits vigil, uh, wondering what's going to happen in the night with these uh, horse-backed riders with guns. And then we are back to the Republic to see what happens next, what happens to the rebels who were split apart when John was captured at the beginning of Episode 1. So here we are, The Cleansed, Chapter 6. Enjoy. Final Room Productions presents The Cleansed, Season 1, Chapter 6. Hey, Luke. Hey, Maria. Where are we? Well, we were about to run out of gas. <laughs> That. You know, at the beginning there, Mar, I was having fun. I was thinking of, <laughs> I was thinking of The Hobbit. You remember that? Sort of. You must have read it to me or something. <laughs> One grand adventure. Except, except there weren't any trolls in our woods. Just a lot of unforgiving trees. 
The monsters we would face were with us the whole time, and... You were following John, even then. Following him like he knew all the answers. I thought he did, Luke. I thought he did. Crap! Well, that's the end of that. It's far enough. They won't catch up with us tonight. Let's just get off the road. Nice ride. Yeah, we should have brought the extra tank. How far are we from the river? Uh, walking? Um, we'll get there tomorrow. Wow. I was more than three days on that horse. This thing moves. When it moves. Yeah, I'm gonna miss this kind of thing myself. Well, so long, Moby. John! John, where are you going? Off the road, I said. Hey, wait up! Can't you see in the dark? No, not really. All right. I got a light. Whoa, Maria, look at that. Look how bright it is. Oh, where did you get that, John? Military issue. Charges off the sun and built to last. Better not to test it, though. Come on. Whoa! Oh, Prophet! Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I just tripped. Oh, the tree root get you? Yeah. Maybe it is too dark. We, uh... Yeah. We've gone far enough. There's a bivouac in my pack. You guys can have it. I'll sleep in the open. Okay. You know how to set one of those up? Yeah. Good. I'll just... I'll just sit for a moment. I gotta think. Gotta think. How's it look, Chief? Hmm? Oh, hey, Chris. You've been standing watch for six hours, David. Why don't you take a break? I'm not moving. Unless it's with a gang of you to find out what happened to my kids. David, you're not doing anyone any good the way you are. Why don't you just back off and take care of yourself? I, I should be out there, but because of all those cowards, I'm hamstrung here. What place is that for a father? Well, you're also the Chief. We've lost our way, Chris. In the early days, it was easier. In the early days, we could barely survive a winter. We ran out of water the year without snow, remember? <laughs> yeah, I remember. If you hadn't figured out the windmill, it would have been the end of us. The end of the refuge, at least. We would have split up. You hold us together, David. You need to be strong. I am strong. So, let me take a shoulder of your pack. Take a few minutes, shall I, huh? I can watch the fields. They, uh... Yeah, sure. The fire's burnt out. See? They're sleeping, too. Then why are they still here? There's no way you can answer that question right now, David. What we need to do is keep an eye out. And I can do that just as well as you, all right? Yeah. Thanks, Chris. You're welcome. I'm worried. Yeah. You don't know what it's like. You... You know. I'm sorry about your kids. It's okay. We've got to protect them. Maria and Luke. They're the future. It's a hard world they were born into, David. They're tough. Maybe not tough enough. They got Sam on their trail. Yeah. And Prophet. I mean, I hate to say it, but he's one tough bastard. Yeah. So relax, right? Maybe. David. I heard you, Chris. It's gonna be all right, you know? Sure. It will. Celebrate, one and all, the victory over Prophet. Cast off your chains and join the new republic. <laughs> <laughs>
We are bringing you what profit would deny. Electricity, machines, leisure. The old days will be ahead of us again. The Republic, number one. How does it look up there? I don't like the looks of things. We need to stop dwelling on it. We've got a job to do. Are you out of your mind? You saw what they've done. Already they think profit was the devil. All that does is make our work more vital, damn it. Please, we need to stay together. It's what John would have wanted. John's not here anymore! God, I'm sorry. No. You're right. I never thought he... It wasn't supposed to be like this. We'd better just be going back. What? You heard me. Fighting the Republic is suicide. We should just see if they'll take us back. Let us become citizens. You hear how it's going on up there, don't you? It's all parades today, but tomorrow... What do you think they want all those labor pits for? They were John's invention. They had a purpose. Now? Imagine what they will do with them. I don't know. Scurrying around in these sewers like rats can't last. It's not existence. Perhaps there's another way. You. Surprised to see me? We haven't seen you since the day John was captured. Now you waltz in like your best friend. Watch it. He's wearing the uniform of one of them. A ruse, I assure you. Damn you! Shh! I know you're stressed. You're the one who did it, didn't you? You told him where John would be. If all you can do is hurl accusations, I'll renege my offer. What offer? What if I told you we could bring Zeke back? Zeke? You saw him taken, though. No? Yes. They looked like they were... Like they were going to kill him, Saul. Not so. They hope he knows where to find John. And you know this because... Can't you see? I wear this uniform so I can go behind their walls, stab the knife in from the insides. I'm on your side, same as I ever was. How do we know we can trust you? You can't. Trust is a fragile thing once broken, hard to replace. But I can offer you something other than... <laughs> All this. What do you want from us? Loyalty. Comrades in arms. And perhaps one small little secret. Impossible. None of us knows where he went. Except Zeke. Well, I'll tell you. I have stood in the way between the Republic's torturers and that boy for weeks now. I would have come to you sooner, but it was hard to find you. The soup hasn't gotten any bigger, Saul. You left the old haunting grounds. You were worried that they would come after you, as if there was someone who knew all about you in their ranks. I am your friend. When have you doubted that? I'm hoping that we can work together again. Please, don't let this uniform fool you. My loyalty 
is with the cause. What about profit? This cause is bigger than profit. You think so? Why do you make it so hard to offer you help? I could get you back to the train car, I think. I didn't ask for that. Will you help me rescue the boy or not? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Our time is short now. Come on. Take a drink. I'll pass, thank you. Who are your friends? From the band. Back off, we have an appointment with Richard. Oh, sure, I won't hold you. Where are you going? Back entrance, avoid the crowds. Okay, hey, haha, hey. God, that was close. Okay, if anyone stops us, keep your mouth shut. If we get separated, say you're with interrogations. Praise C-Day. Talk about what you plan to do now that the Citadel is here, understood? Right, yeah. Well, floor. The elevator works now, but the stairs will still be easier. Come on! What is this place? Once a place of business, now prisons. I don't know. My dad used to work at a place like this. He said in the old days, it was kind of like a prison. <laughs> it's up here. You know, I heard these places were the worst when things fell apart. The whole city was bad. But you didn't have people crushing each other to get out. And then when they found out what was going on, they were crushing each other to get back in. Happy Sea Day. Uh -huh. Happy Sea Day to you. Oh, Captain, you're headed to the prisoner. Oh, I, I just want to see the city skyline from where I'm meant to be, up above. <laughs> what a noble goal. Don't let me keep you. Hi there. Oh, hey. Happy Sea Day. Happy Sea Day. Ah, uh -huh. good riddance to that goddamn prophet. Good goddamn riddance. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Twelfth floor. You're listening to a free podcast version of The Cleansed. To hear the rest of this episode in its entirety and uncut, visit www.thecleansed.com. You can purchase the entire director's cut for $1.99. Also see a full cast and crew list, exclusive behind-the-scenes video, character sketches, and more. Again, that's www.thecleansed.com. Or catch us next week for another free installment. New episodes of The Cleansed will go up on this podcast for free each Friday from March through October 2012. Those are available at thecleansed.com, finalrune.com, and radiodramarevival.com. The Cleansed is a Final Rune production. Find more free audio stories at www.finalrune.com. That's F-I-N-A-L-R-U-N-E.com. And that was The Cleanse, thecleanse.com, to keep up with this series, back episodes, story material, videos, all that good stuff at thecleanse.com. And on now to Ruby 5, part 2. Uh, we have been following Ruby as she's trying to figure out this mystery of the Awakening Archipelago. Why are all these islanders turning their islands into a wacky world based on a story called The Land of Zoots? And even odder, why is Land of Zoots not a story that was ever written down or uh, put in the public domain? Why is it only in people's imaginations?
All right, here we are with Tim Clark, wildly retroactive future music, Ruby 5. Ruby 5. Professor Teru and I were on the island of... (laughs) Interviewing Professor Warbler, the scientist who had invented a formula that when sprayed on anything, whether it's trees, buildings, dogs, or fire plugs, grows feathers. Let me ask the questions, Ruby. You know, one professional professor to another. Go ahead. Professor! Yes, Professor? You said the feather-growing formula was handed to you in a dream. Yes? And the person who gave it to you was the Wizard of Zoot. Yes! I didn't know there was a Wizard of Zoots. Neither did I. Then how did you know it was the Wizard of Zoots? He told me. Yeah, well, you can't trust everyone that steps into your dream. He may not be a wizard. Uh Aha, and what may he be? A super scientist who calls himself a wizard. You mean a super-duper scientist who invents a phenomenal feather-flourishing formula, finds you napping somewhere in slumberland, and, and... How did he get into your dream? How does anyone get into anyone's dream? I don't know. Neither do I. Now, may I continue with my work? You mean growing more feathers? Yes. All right. One last question. Yes? If you succeed in growing feathers on everything on this island, trees, buildings, even billboards, and good grief, man, what in God's name will happen during molting season? You know, I never thought of that. Well, thank you, Professor Wobbler. Yes, of course. You think he's a bird brain? I don't know. The Wizard of Zoots, someone who's able to enter people's dreams? Can it be some mastermind is behind all this? And he calls himself the Wizard of Zoots? Maybe. Hmm. Toots Mutant told me to bring my running shoes and meet out at some abandoned spaceport. It was massive. Spaceships used to land there. It had everything. Malls, gardens, lakes, trees. I heard it even had its own circus. What happened? To the circus? No, to this place. Oh, you know, it was never needed. It lasted for a few years, then closed down. Why do you come here? Oh, it's a good place to run. I find it depressing. It's not, believe me. Come on. Okay. I can't stand exercise machines. Yeah, boring. I don't even like to jog. I mean, if you're going to run, you ought to have a reason, right? Mm, yeah. Mm, mm-hmm. So you said uh, some scientist, what's his name? Uh, Professor Magnolia Warbler. Was given a formula. <laughs> to grow feathers? Yeah, uh, on what? No, anything. He's been spraying the whole city. There's feathers everywhere. <laughs> like where? Street lamps, fire plugs, garbage cans, trees, buildings, even himself. He's growing feathers? Yeah. Where did he get the formula? It was handed to him in a dream. Who gave it to him? You hear that? Who gave it to him? Um, uh, someone who calls himself the Wizard of Zoot. Woo! You ever heard of him? News to me. First time I ever heard of a wizard was from you. Well, I was joking. Yeah. Hmm. What is that? Is that a tiger or something? Lions, tigers, yeah. What? You mean here? The circus went bankrupt. They left some of the animals behind. And they're running around loose out of here. Oh, yeah. Why do you come here, Toots? I told you. Oh, yeah, for the exercise. Time to pick up the pace, Ruby. (sighs) Yeah, great, Toots. It's a dream conspiracy, Ruby. What's that? Case of the critical mass. What? The what? When enough people are thinking about the same thing, it starts to up all over. 
Thinking is one thing, dreaming's another. Hey, is it? What's the conspiracy? What is a conspiracy, Ruby? <sighs> a group of minds believing something so strongly that the energy their minds emit is contagious. <sighs> it infects others. I don't buy it. Dreams are real, Ruby. Come on, you know that. Yeah, yeah. I got someone for you to talk to. Who? The big mollusk. The big mollusk? Yeah. What is he, a giant clam or something? Things getting closer. Oh yeah, better not lag behind, Ruby. God, oh. what does the big mollusk know about all this? A lot. Yeah? Why? The big mollusk was one of the mines that created the Lander Zoots. <sighs> I flew out to one of the central islands in the archipelago, now renamed by the residents Blurble Bloop. Again, named after a village in the make-believe land of Zoots. I was here to see a character that Toots Mutant had told me about. His name, the Big Mollusk, or Mr. Mollusk, as he preferred. When I asked Toots what he looked like, she just smiled. When he opened the door, I knew why. Oh, Ruby. There he stood dripping wet. Obviously, he'd stepped out of his aquarium to greet me. I shook the thin tentacle that slid out of his robe while a couple of the other feelies graciously ushered me into his domain. You know, your colleague, Miss Mutant, has assured me this will be a brief interview. Mr. Mollusk didn't have a head. I couldn't tell what orifice he was talking out of. His eyes, which waved around on the end of thin stalks, were examining me from all angles. From what I could tell, by the opening in his robe, he had a really thick shell. Well, what can I say? Basically, Mr. Mollusk was a big clam. Your question, please. Yeah, Toots said you know about Zootsland? Hmm? Well, who's behind this fantasy? Hmm? Zootsland, why is it taking hold here in this string of islands? Well, you see, we all live in someone's fantasy. Well, yeah, but why a crazy, impractical, unworkable, nutty world called Zootsland? Ruby, your government, your economic system, your jobs, your homes, all have been created by thoughts. All are someone's fantasy. Well, so who's making this fantasy real? Well, who benefits when fantasy becomes reality? Well, that's what I'm trying to find out. Well, shall we examine the fantasy of religion? Hmm. The um, heavenly hereafter? Well, what kind of heaven does a mollusk believe in? Oh, we have so many heavens, but I fear this conversation is so drying. If you'll excuse me, I will return to my beloved tub. The big mollusk moved out to the veranda and toppled into his tub. Can you hear me? Does that mean yes? Oh, okay. Two bubbles for yes, one bubble for no, alright? No? Oh, alright. You think this fantasy land exists on some other dimension? What, the fourth dimension? No, the fifth? The sixth? The seventh? I give up. Oh, you're saying it's in the third dimension. Aha! Yeah. T. 
A.J. Teru, the famous archaeologist, who was also a good friend of mine... Thank you, Ruby. ...was out of shape. Who? Mentally... What? ...and especially physically. Where? Look at your belly. Why? You mean my old friend Pancho? Hmm. So, a couple of days later, I get a call from Teru. He says to meet him at a new holly gym called Terminator Teddy's. It was one of those places you get to work out among all the fake 3D environments. But they also have real robots that can give you a run for your money. Ruby, this is the most high-tech, futuristic, phenomenally in holly gym on this planet. So this is where you exercise? No, no, it's new to me, too. After you told me about the decrepit gym that Toots works out in, where the rusty robots can go berserk, I thought I'd treat you to the old state-of-the-art. You're picking up the tab? That I am. Okay, what do you want to play? Well, shall we look at the menu? Ooh, vast choice. Mm, here's one, Indiana Isis. What? It's a goddess who raids museums and steals back her stolen artifacts. Yeah, yeah she returns them back to her temple. Ah, that's girl stuff. I don't want to play that. Okay. Look at this, Conan the Barbarian versus Lulu the Laser-Eyed Bearded Lady. <laughs> you want to play that? <laughs> nah, I can't say I do. Okay. Now, here's a man's game. Oh? The big sluggers. Baseball? Nah, you get to battle giant aluminum robot slugs. With a baseball bat? Maybe. Uh, I'll pass. There must be something on this menu. Oh, look at this one, Ruby. Uh, you mean Chef's Choice? Chef Robo Pierre will choose as his most intriguing creation. Sounds like the old pièce de résistance. Hmm, a surprise. <laughs> but do not choose this unless you are fit condition. <laughs> For once you enter, there is no except until the game or you are fini. Sounds Ooh. good. Oui, now I'll push the little button. Voila! Ah, it's a woods. It's quiet. Except for the music. Oh, there's a blanket and a picnic basket. If you go down to the woods today, you it's better true. let go. <laughs> Pick some kids' game. The teddy bear's picnic? Yeah, now we're stuck in here. We can't get out till it ends. Ooh, has been eating my forehead. Oh, God, this is so stupid. I'm coming for you. Oh, great. Ready or not, here I come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ruby, look at the size of those teddy bears. I like the special effects. You mean the way they're knocking over the trees as they come stomping through the woods? Yeah, this looks like fun. Let's get out of here. They're just overstuffed robots. Oh, yeah. Whoa! Nice ducking, Taru. Look out behind you. I whirled around as a giant teddy bear reached for me with its claw claws. This teddy bear has claws? Ow! Hey, that hurt. <laughs> yeah, well, taste this. <laughs> I gave the big teddy bear a kick in the stomach that should have knocked the padding out of it. It was like kicking a cement truck. <laughs> teddy bear is pulling a tree up by its roots. Oh, I see why they call this Terminator Teddies. That's what they're trying to do, terminate us, Taru. T.J. Teru had invited me to work out in a new holly gym called Terminator Teddies. We chose Chef's Choice from the menu. The hologram created a woods and then the music came on. I figured it was some kid's game, but... Stomping out of the woods were two big, fat robo-teddy bears. Oh, cute, aren't they? Then one of them took a swing at us. I figured, well, how bad can a padded paw be, but... Outflash six-inch steel claws. He was trying to fillet us. Ruby, help! All we could do was run. <laughs> and we ran until we reached the wall. These woods aren't very deep, Ruby. 
Terminator teddy bears were uprooting trees as they came, and we couldn't shut the game off. Enough by a big hairy teddy. What a way to go. Taru, I'm gonna blast this thing. Wait a minute, I'm paying for this game. Wow! <laughs> the teddy bear's giant paw swept down and picked up Taru and was about to fling him across the woods. Oh, Ruby! Help! I took out my Smith Hitachi Godzilla Blunderbuss Blaster. The teddy bear staggered back, dropped Taru, and fell over backwards. There was scorched fur everywhere. Oof. The second bear automatically shut down. Oh, those teddy bears were trying to kill us, Ruby. Yeah, that's why they call them Terminator teddy bears, Taru. I want to talk to the bear's manager. The manager demanded that we pay for their scorched bear. He also insisted teddy bears do not have claws. Good golly gosh, they do have claws. Who built them? The ubiquitous robo-orcs. I heard of them, they're everywhere. Taru, see what you can find out. Ubiquitous robo-orcs. Ruby and I were attacked by a teddy bear. It wasn't your soft, cuddly kind. It was a big, hairy robot. And it wasn't just some overstuffed robot, either. It was built like a cement truck with steel claws that sprung out of its fat, padded paws. In fact, it was... Our Terminator teddy bear. So, you admit to creating that lethal killer machine. To be used for entertainment purposes only. Entertainment? What? Having a giant, slobbering teddy bear intent on flattening you with a tree trunk? That's entertainment? Now, wait a minute. My teddies never slobber. And just who do you think you are? I am the designer, Freddy Fufu. Freddy the Fufu, huh? Believe me, my teddy bears are perfectly safe. Well, believe me. One of your big, hairy bears tried to terminate me and my friend Ruby. Yeah, I don't believe it. Oh, yeah? Well... I captured a clip on a chip. A clip on a chip? That's right. So watch this, Mr. Smarty Foo Foo Pants. All right. Oh, that was close. You're telling me. I am outraged. You're outraged? Some insidious person has redesigned my teddy bear. And whom might that be? Well, it certainly didn't happen here. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah, well, wait till the media hears about this. Oh, no, 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 no. We, we wouldn't want word about this getting uh, out, would we? Aha! Tell me, are you uh, married? Why, what'd you have in mind? You have a playmate? A playmate? No, but I did once. Yeah, her name? Angel Lips. Uh-huh, an android, huh? Yeah, she was my ideal woman. I had her built exactly to my specifications. I loved her like, hey, wait a minute. This is none of your business, buddy. Ah, but it is. Come, 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 come this way, Mr. Drew. I followed Freddy Foo-Foo into a tube that shot us to another section of the sprawling, ubiquitous robo-works. It was the Specialized Android Division. Now we realized that the two Terminator teddy bears who ran amok may have caused some mental anguish. That's putting in mildly, Mr. Foo-Man-Chu. Foo-Foo, I can offer you a significant discount on our latest play model, the... Isis X7? Trying to buy my silence in exchange for some cheap floozy covered with hot plastic flesh and built with tiny plastic gears that whirled pant in the night. Huh? Well, <laughs> if you think Hello, that Hello, big fella. Whoa, if you think, if you... Uh, my name is Nipples. If you, uh, I assure you there's nothing underhanded here. Everything is quite up front. Yeah, I can see that. Good, good. I'll let you two get uh, acquainted. Oh, uh, Mr. Turo. Huh? 
Do consider our generous offer. Offer. Our most generous discount. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Ciao, baby. Yeah, yeah, same to you, so. So, Miss Nipples, uh, speaking of uh, generous, uh, these uh, things in flight here? Uh, All I have to do is breathe in. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want me? You mean... All of me? I don't know, Angel. I fell for an android once, and for a while, life was... God, it was good, but then... the music changed. Why? Ah, there's always someone back there manipulating our moods. What happened? One day, it was just... poof, like that. Poof? She left me. Why? Obviously, she had a defect. What went wrong? She started to think for herself. I would never do that. I hope not. Will you take me? Where? You mean here? No, take me home. Well, how can I resist, Angel? Why do you call me Angel? Look at yourself. <gasps> oh, I'm beautiful. You are beautiful, Angel. My name is Nipples. Yes, I can see that. You don't like my name? Oh, I love it, I love it, but... I can't call you that, Angel. Why? It's the times we live in. I don't understand. I'll do the understanding for both of us. But don't you like nipples? Oh, don't ask me that, Angel. I have so much to learn. Yeah, yeah, we all do. Why can't you say nipples? Because certain body parts are unmentionable. Why? Because there are people that can't stand hearing it. Which part? I can't say. Point to No, it. I can't do that. Can I point to your part? Mine. Is it this part? No. This one? <laughs> No, but you're getting warmer. About this. No, no, da, 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 da. Don't touch that, Angel. I feel so. Uh. So. Yeah. Bulbous. Bulbous? Can I squeeze it? No, no, you don't want to do that. Why? No, well, it could explode. I want to see. No, wait. Too I... late. No. There. Are you happy? Why do you sound so funny? Because you're squeezing my nose. Oh. You see... Words make people go crazy, and that's why we have to change your name, Angel. If you won't call me Nipples... I can't. Will you call me Angel Nipples? <laughs> nice try. Do you like my eyes? You have the most beautiful, heavenly blue, sweet, angelic, plastic eyes. Will you call me Angel Eyes? Angel Eyes? Mm-hmm. Nipples? You just purchased an android by the name of Nipples? They offered me a deal I couldn't refuse. Why? Is she used? What? Secondhand. No, she's not secondhand. She's a virgin right out of the factory. Yeah, how do you know she's not reconditioned? Because the way she smelled. Yeah? 
How she smell? She smells like freshly poured plastic, and I love that scent. Let me tell you. True. Have you ever tried to have a relationship with a real woman? There is no such thing. Not anymore. What? It all started with the nose. What nose? Anyone's nose. Your nose. My nose. Who knows? What are you talking about? Back in the old days, a princess who was born with a big gold factory organ and didn't want to stand out in a crowd would have the old ethnic schnozzola snip down to a little pudgy snot. Wait a minute. You're saying because of some cosmetic alteration that somebody is real? The neck and various assorted flabby skins and then the specialist specialty, the boobs. Overnight, women became wait. strutting Venuses. Wait, boobs wait. were followed by the buttocks, wait, the hips, wait. Taru, the lips, Taru, the Taru, thighs, Taru. Wait, wait, wait. The knees, hey, shut up. Ankles, when I said a real toes, woman, I meant what's inside. You know? know? Yeah, and in what is inside? Fake cap teeth, transplanted livers, spleens, hearts, wait, intestines, wait, and wait, 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 hey, men have all these transplants done. Ruby, there is no such thing as a real woman. Just because I have a few artificial parts doesn't make me an android. All right, you tell me, what's the difference between an android and a real woman? Androids have artificial intelligence. They're programmed. That's supposed to be different. Ooh, you're asking for it, Taru. Ah, I got you that time, Ruby. Ah, take somebody like you to buy an android by the name of Nipples. I changed your name. To what? Oh, the first part is Angel. Oh, no, not Angel Nipples. No, I couldn't do that, not in these repressive times. So, what's her name? I'll give you a hint. Oh, God. It's not Angel Tooth. It's not Angel Tongue. It's not Angel Ears. And it's not Angel Eyebrows. It's... Angel Knockers? Oh, come on. Ruby <laughs> Angel. Oh, it's Angel Eyes. Oh, how original. Thank you. Are we finished? Yep. The big mollusk would only see me at night. Three of the moons of Sumanula were up, reflecting some pretty eerie light. What I first thought were weirdly shaped bushes and trees turned out to be made of coral. What's with this island? Looks like it's been on the ocean floor. Well, yes, it was. Well, when was that? Yesterday? No, today. What? You see, the island rises from the sea bottom only at night. Why at night? Well, so we won't become dry and brittle in the light of the sun. Come, Ruby, let us step out on the veranda. What is this island? Some giant inflatable turtle? Uh, not really. The big mollusk lowered himself into a tub of salt water. Oh. Who invented the land of Zoots? We did. We? Uh, my colleagues and I. Well, who are they? Underwater creatures? Well, some. We were the circle of Hashibaba. What's that? Scholars. Why did you create Zoots? Well, I suppose it was just to see if we, a rather stuffy group of scholars, could invent a mythical land. Its languages, its arts, it's philosophy. It's a pretty bizarre fantasy you created. Oh, it was merely a playful diversion. Hmm. Who are the others? Uh, I doubt they're alive. Well, there wasn't a book or a movie or a series or anything like The Wizard of Oz. How did it become part of our popular culture? Oh, no one knows. Oh, come on. Well, you see, brief articles began to appear. There were references in works of fiction, but not written by us. And people apparently were eager to hear more. And more would spontaneously appear. Someone was leaking it. Oh, no. We all took the oath of silence, the oath of Hajibaba. Baba. Once the land of Zoots began to appear, 
Then writers, poets, painters were inspired, and they continued the creation, and now it's manifesting on these islands. And you don't know who's behind that? Or who is the Wizard of Zoots? Well, our creation had no wizard. Well, did he invent himself? Ruby, there are forces on this world that will not allow our fantasy to continue. You are in a critical position. Consider your allegiance. My allegiance is to myself. Excellent. You think so? Always listen, Ruby. To what? To your heart, Ruby. To your heart. Hmm. I had arranged a meeting with Rodant Kapoor at the Café Garçon. He told me about the island of the talking noses of Zeus. They were big noses, Ruby. Yeah, how many were there? There were 12 big noses. Why did the locals build a bunch of artificial noses? They said it was because in the Book of Zeus there is an island with talking noses. The Book of Zeus? What's that? When I asked them, they just snorted. Well, we'll find out, will ya? Okay. The triple copy for you, Mademoiselle Ruby. Thanks, Francois. And the banana chocolate vanilla espresso for you, Monsieur Rodent. Rodent. Oui, oui, oui. But why noses? They're supposed to be like the noses of some gods. I asked the big nose, and it said, You are all gods. Did it have anything new to say? Well, I don't know if it's new, but it said lots of things. Like what? Can I do a flashback? Oh, all right, but don't take all night. Thank you. It was night when I paddled up to the island and dragged my birch bark up out dragged of the door. what? See, it was a plastic canoe, but it looked for Why'd you go at night? So I could sneak in without being seen. Nobody cares, Kapoor. I feel better when I could be sneaky, will we? All right, so you're on the island. May I do my flashback, please? Hey, don't let me stop you. So, I crept up the shore, very quietly. Who goes there? Who is disturbing my meditation? I, I thought you were a rock. No, I am a nose. My, but you're a big nose. Did you come here to schmooze? No. Who are you? We are the twelve talking noses of Zoots. Oh, that's nice. Now, how can I get you to go away? Tell me something. You don't need to see things differently, but rather to see things differently. Huh? That's it? That's all you got? No, no. I crept on up the hill and... Is that you? How did you know? Because I knows. Are you a knows-it-all? Yes, I know what's what. What is what? What? Oh, tell me, Mr. Knows-it, why is there evil in the world? Oh, good question, Mr. Knows-nothing. When someone asked the great Ramakrishna why is there evil in the world, he replied, to thicken the plot. Huh? Huh. Not bad. What else? I have to go to the zoo. Oh, God. Hurry up. Yes, Broadway. Excuse me, where is Monsieur Kapoor? He's gone to the little rodent's room. <laughs> <laughs>
If you are interested in cassettes or CDs of Ruby 5, call 1-800-662-3345. That's 1-800-662-3345. Or check us out at www.zbs.org. This is another ZBS production. And that was Ruby 5 Part 2. You can follow many more Ruby Tales at Tom Lopez's website, zbs.org. Uh, the ZBS Foundation's also done quite a good job of uh, transitioning to the podcast age. They've got a really cool podcast and audio samples and more yummy stuff all up at zbs.org. Um, stay tuned for that, and we'll have um, a couple more episodes of Ruby coming up for the remainder of this month, and we'll be moving on after that. Um, of course... If you want more right now, you can whet your appetite. Over 200 hours of original audio drama programming is available at radiodramarevival.com. We've got featured genres, um, an archive of content, mega archive page. You can search all the shows we've ever done and more up at radiodramarevival.com. You can also find us on Twitter. Hit up at Radiodrama. You can search Facebook for our page, Radiodrama Revival. We're on iTunes, of course, Radiodrama or Radiodrama Revival. And now on Stitcher Radio, if you go to the entertainment section and Radiodrama, you will find Stitcher. Stitcher, I would say, tends to be geared towards public radio programming, but you'll find many interesting podcasts on there. I think We Are Live is there, um, and Leviathan Chronicles, as well as... Uh, some more audio fiction type stuff like Escape Pod and the Drabblecast and stuff I like like that, as well as NPR programming that, um, you know, if you prefer to use an app versus uh, an RSS reader, it is uh, very simple and gives you an alternative to the iTunes store um, if you're on Android or something and, and kind of like that experience. So that wraps up for this week. Radio Drum Revival is produced by yours truly, Fred Greenhalgh. Copyright of individual shows remains that our original producers. We do please share this show as far and widely as you'd like. Radio Drum Revival originates in on-air radio at WMPG-FM, Southern Maine's community radio. It is podcast at radiodramarevival.com as a labor of love. Till next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week. Mm-hmm.